When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Craig Burley and Ali Moreno. Later on in the programme, we're reflecting on Milan, booking a place in the Champions League quarterfinal for the first time in 11 years against a woeful Spurs. But we'll kick things Great. off in Germany. Bayern in action against PSG. Bayern, of course, 1-0 up. Uh, after the first leg, they would win in the end by two goals to nil, three nil then on aggregate. PSG once again out at the round of 16 stages. Gab Marcotti, Frank Leboeuf with us. Frank, should we start with you for a French perspective on this? I, I, I think even the most ardent PSG fan couldn't argue they deserved anything but elimination over these two legs. Yeah, you're right. Nothing is complaining. Nobody's complaining about that. You know, I think it's uh, it's only deserved that uh, Paris Saint-Germain uh, is out of the Champions League. Even if the first half we could have thought that you know maybe we could have some hopes, you know. But overall, the plan, the Mbappe plan from uh, Bayern Munich worked perfectly. We didn't see Mbappe at all. The thing is, we didn't see Messi at all as well. Mm. So hard to create some uh, chances. But because of summer. Uh, the Bayern goalkeeper, uh, they had one chance that Vitinha didn't uh, uh, convert. And, uh, and after that, second half, they completely disappeared. They completely uh, disaggregate their, 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 their football and didn't exist. And overall, you know, in the two ties, there's nothing to complain about. They're out of the Champions League and Bayern deserve to, uh, to go through. Like they started brightly at PSG, first 10-15 minutes, you thought, wow, they've come to play, but slowly but surely you could just kind of see the air go out their sails, and as Frank said, second half, there was only really one team in it. Yeah, Mbappe got behind early a couple of times, you think, oh, that's, that, that could be uh, fruitful for them, as yeah. we thought, but then, in all fairness, that back four played them, the back line played them great, particularly Davies and Pomecano. How did they do it? How did they keep Mbappe at bay so well? Well, the service up to him wasn't great, but even when he got in behind, and Pomecano and Davies are both quick. Yeah. And Pomecano is quick and strong. So they just handled him fantastically well. Uh, Messi didn't look as sharp. PSG had moments. Frank mentioned it. Uh, the summer moment. Yeah. Vitinho. Sergio Ramos had a couple Two of headers games. for Sergio Ramos. Moments. Big save from summer. One that just went past the post. The second header. But it was just moments. Once Bayern Munich figured out the first 15, 20 minutes, they really controlled the tempo of the game. And in fact, with some of those two-on-twos, three-on-threes, and that second half as it wore on, they really should have been three or four to the good. But yeah, Bayern were very comfortable. Deja vu a little bit from a PSG perspective in the manner in which mm -hmm. they, they went out. Ali, I know you were talking during the game. It's just a lot of people were walking. Yeah. And that, I think, is the part that it has to be most frustrating from PSG perspective, that it's not just anybody walking it's Messi walking yep. it's Mbappe walking getting to a slow jog every so often and the game was still there there was still an opportunity there was still a possibility and it's too easy for PSG as a group but the individuals the superstars it's too easy for these guys to go missing in these big moments 
for any team at any level, Champions League or whatever level you want to pick, for any team to be truly successful, there has to be something that perhaps is not tangible, perhaps you cannot measure, but you know it when you have it, and that is team spirit. It's also very obvious when you don't have it. This group of players for PSG does not have a team spirit. This is not a team. There, there isn't the unity that you would want from a group of players so that they can be successful together. They depend on the individual. And we keep saying that the biggest challenge that any manager that comes to PSG is going to have is creating a semblance of a team. There is none of that at PSG. And so if you have Mbappe walking or slow jogging, and if you have Lionel Messi walking or slow jogging, you're not going to create chances. Eventually, you're not good enough defensively. You're going to give up chances yourself. Other team is going to break through, and then your shoulders and heads are going to go down. That is what we saw from PSG today. They, they did lose. No excuse. They lost two centre-halves. One yeah. very good yeah, one in Mukulele had to go off. Brought a young 17-year-old on. So, fate was against them anyway. I, I don't think, in all honesty, would it have made a difference? I, I don't think so, the way the game was going. Uh, Verratti, you could argue the youngster played Verratti a little bit of a hospital ball, but he had some time to get turned. Bayern Munich just closed him down quickly and he doesn't often give the ball away in those situations. He was looking for foul, uh, which, it, which it wasn't. So there was, th things just went against him in terms of this game. Uh, but ultimately, I think had Marquinhos stayed on, I don't really think the end result would have been different, but it certainly didn't help. Dan, Frank? Dan, I just want to say something, Go back, going back to what Ali just mentioned. We've seen all, all over his career, Messi walking. Uh, for Barcelona, then for the national team two months ago. But the difference between Barcelona and the national team and Paris Saint-Germain is the others, they work for Messi. So he can stay pretty high. Tonight he had to go back a little bit, like 30 yards down to the field to bring the ball back, which is not what he likes to do because he doesn't like to be in that position. Because of, of his age, he cannot do what he used to do. So he's very good in the last 30, in the last 35 yards from, uh, from the, the opponent's goal. It's what he was good at during the, uh, the, the, the World Cup. But he needs the other to run from him, to play for him, if, uh, including Mbappe. Right now, it seems to be that Messi has to work for Mbappe, to Mbappe. No, it doesn't work like that. If you want to have Messi at his best, you have to make sure you make the team around him. And it's not possible to work that way, thinking that Messi has to serve Mbappe. No, it's the other way around. He has to, 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 to be changed. It's why he's... Every time, super difficult to work with superstars. We say without Neymar, maybe they have a chance. But he seems, and he will have to Frank, be maybe. So there you go, Frank. Frank, just go back. You broke up there. Just go back to the point you made about Neymar. Now. No, that's it. Now, that's it. That's it. Unplug it. Unplug it. I thought it was a good point. Unplug <laughs> uh, 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 it back. Obviously, that was the narrative, wasn't it? Stevie was saying, and others, Neymar being injured could be a blessing in disguise for PSG because they have to change that front three now to a front two. Why didn't it work? Because Bayern were just stronger. Bayern nullified the space for Messi to operate in. I mean, you, how many times did he get the ball in there and Goretzka was just Bunch, like Bash yeah. or, or Kimmich? 
did a brilliant job, physically strong. Uh, Mbappe got no change. To go back to a couple of those points about building a team, and, and Frank's right in a way, and here's the problem, and, and I, we include Neymar in this, but how do you build a foundation at PSG? You can't build a team around a guy who's close to retirement, mm -hmm. right? You just can't. It takes too long. You also can't build a team around a guy who doesn't want to be there, really, in the end. Right. Mbappe, he's going to leave. Don't know when it will be, but he'll leave. Real Madrid, probably. So how then do you build that team around two guys that are not going to be there in the long term? It's, you know, within 12 months, you know, neither of them might be there. It, well, I think Messi signed a year, didn't he? So I'm like, ah, but, you know, anyway, it's not going to last. So you can't build a foundation at this club around players that are really not going to be there. And that's also a problem. But we've talked about before the Argentina thing. Alvarez working hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, McAllister, Rodrigo de Paul, yeah. all, Enzo Fernandez, all these guys, really just good players, good yeah. players. Don't win a World Cup if you're not a good player. But good, solid pros that graft and work and close down, and then he does his bit. Yes. PSG haven't got that. Right. And clearly, that's a big problem. But listen, it's not a surprise. We don't sit here saying, oh, PSG, we thought they were going to get to the final this year. This could have been the year. This is just not a surprise. Uh, Gab, not a surprise. What happens now? Gautier, I imagine, will go. Everyone's getting older. People are still getting paid a lot of money. The, the, the future for PSG isn't exactly that bright, is it? No, you're right. I mean, uh, I, I think, yeah, uh, it's likely Gautier goes. As you guys mentioned, Messi's contract is up. Mbappe will go, you would imagine, this summer or next summer, unless he's changes his mind again, like he's changed his mind before. Uh, Neymar's going to stick around because he has an enormous contract and nobody wants him. <laughs> um, but he's maybe the guy that they wouldn't have minded to shift. Uh, I, and these problems just go on and on. And when you talk about, you know, discipline and, and team, there's other people, you know, you could throw in there. I mean, Ashraf Hakimi, uh, probably uh, the best right back in the world, or, or certainly one of the best right backs in the world. Um, look, look, what he's done now, obviously, uh, uh, accused, investigated uh, for, for sexual assault. Um, you've got the you've got the man who runs the freaking club, the man who's been pulling all the streams, uh, uh, making all the decisions, bringing Neymar and Mbappe and Messi to the club, Nasser Al-Khalifi. Uh, he's being investigated, and I'm not making this up in case you missed it, for torture and kidnapping. Um, and you've got the owners, effectively, um, I, one, putting 20% of the club up uh, for sale uh, in terms of getting other investment. But I think on the slide, a lot of people know that if the, the Qatari bid goes through for Manchester United, a lot of people suspect uh, they're going to let Paris Saint-Germain go. Um, and then what happens next? So, you know, there is so much turmoil this club really is is a zoo. It's it's a constant soap opera, which might be great for, uh, for for clicks and likes and growing the brand and so on. And there's always a story there, but it's probably not as great as it should be um, for actually going out and, and and winning things. Frank's back with us. Frank, it's difficult to see a story where this ends well for PSG. Well, you know, maybe the stars leaving. Uh 
will be maybe the uh, the beginning of a new era and maybe uh, more stability more team spirits i always you know uh, say that it's always hard to have only one star one mega star uh, in your team and manchester united proved it last of uh, this season but when you have three mega stars it's quite impossible to uh, to uh, to work with um, uh, before i was cut off i said maybe they will have to have a choice ne neymar being out between messi or Mbappe, who do you gonna pick to make sure you know the team plays for them, for one of them? That's gonna be what what, what it is. I think uh, Paris Saint-Germain has needed some names to put the club in the map of football worldwide. But now you need something else. You need to work. Uh, you have young players like uh, Zaire Emery who came today, the young defender, sorry I lost, I lost, I forgot his name, uh, who came and I think did well. You have some very good uh, young players who can be good because we know that in, in Paris and around Paris you have, uh, not millions, but uh, I would say thousands of, of players who can serve the Paris Saint-Germain and can be good for the Paris Saint-Germain, but they have to develop that because otherwise, you know, they're going to go to the end of it because only buying names, paying like crazy money for players like Paradise or some others will never evolve the club. That's mm. for sure. So it's going to be a big curve. I don't think Galci is going to go, by the way. I don't think Galci is going to go it's because it's not going to change anything. What are you going to get? You're going to get somebody. We're going to get the same name. So you have to rebuild almost everything. So I think Galci is going to stay. OK, we're 30 minutes in. I want to just switch it now to Bayern Munich because, of course, it's, uh, they're the team that advance. And they do so, really, you feel, without particularly mm. getting out of second or third gear. They didn't have to be brilliant, did they? But that I think the fact that it felt like they didn't have to be brilliant tells you how good they really were. It's about the organization of Bayern Munich. And what is clear to see, you have one team in Bayern Munich that has structure, that has balance, and then... On the other side, you have a team that has no structure, mm. that has no balance. And so it is very clear to see which one is a more mature group, which one in terms of organization, in terms of structure, in terms of team defending. When we mentioned how good Alfonso Davis was today, it wasn't only just running side by side with Mbappe, it's the many times in which he was a defender at the back post closing down the space. When Messi's about to get a shot on target, he's the one with a sliding challenge. When Mbappe's about to hit a shot on target in the second half, it is Alfonso Davies that is closing down the space on the back on the back side. You are seeing that from Bayern Munich, that Goretzka is able to cover back and track back, that Kimmich organizes the team through the midfield, that there is work in terms of pressure from the front line, that the guys that are supposed to hold the ball up, they're holding the ball up. The guys who are supposed to overlap, they're overlapping. This is what Bayern Munich does and has been doing. They're consistent. This year hasn't been the best for Bayern Munich. No. If you watch the Bundesliga, there have been moments in which they've been a little shaky. But they're consistent. It's a team that just kind of grinds you, grinds you, grinds you, and has the quality to eventually win the game. And has the depth in numbers. We looked at the players that they're bringing off the bench. Sadio Mane is coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. Leroy Sané, who today wasn't all that great, coming off the bench. Sergio Navarro comes off the bench almost as, a, as an excuse-me substitution, and he scores a goal. That is what Bayern Munich has, a, a solid starting 11, a very deep bench, and a team that eventually, because of their organization and because how well of a team they work together, they're going to win more games. And this is why, when you expose them against a team like PSG, you see the difference between the two. One is a team, the other one is not. It's a bit like Real Madrid in a way. You know, it's almost like the big players play 
for these moments. Right. As Ali said, you know, Bayern haven't been swashbuckling in the Bundesliga. Doing all right. Yep. They haven't been swashbuckling. But whenever these, generally when these huge moments come around against the so-called elite teams, these players turn up. You know, the experienced players puff their chest out, do their job, and do it well. Do it better than most. You know, how they defend, how they win their challenges, and how they break, and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and we saw that again today. And, of course, he didn't have his best game today, his greatest game, but young Musiala is just a fantastic yeah. player. Every time you see him, the way that he takes the ball and he drifts past people. And, of course, to be doing it, you know, Chupa Moting, you know, with, you know, the boys were saying, uh, we were listening to the BT commentary uh, about playing at Stoke City, which he was, yeah. and the job he's doing and has done for PSG and particularly for Bayern Munich, you know, with Lewandowski gone, is quite incredible, really. You know, the, the level of his performance under such pressure. So, yeah, you know, these, big, these guys that Bayern have and Real Madrid and one or two others just live for these big Champions League evenings when, quite frankly, some of the others just fold. And guys who you may not be familiar with, Stanisic, that gets an opportunity to play today. Yeah, excellent. And in a matchup with Kylian Mbappe. Yep. And he's Where's able... Cancelo, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Cancelo's having some issues. <laughs> but here's the thing. The guy steps in and does a job. And when he gets beat, then Upamecano's there to cover. And if he gets beat, then Delict is ever to, to uh, clear it off the line. This is what teams do. It, the, the real teams, this is what they do. Yeah, sometimes it's not going to work out. Sometimes Jan Sommer is going to mess up, but the league is there to cover for you. You're not seeing that from PSG, and so there is a very stark contrast between the two. Uh, Gav, as the boys mentioned, Bayern Munich far from their best for a lot of this season, and some people criticizing Nagelsmann and his ways at the club. How much does this result go to silencing some of those critics? Well, look, Bayern set extremely high standards, so um, you know the, the criticism will always be there. They they were criticized tons. Um, was it this past weekend when when you know they 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 won against Stuttgart two one, but you know they had a lot of moments where they were sloppy and so on, and so they got absolutely mullered for that. Um, and I think you have to take that, that that that's how high the standards are when they drop below that. People will point fingers. Uh, their own fans will point fingers very very readily. So, but, but I think what we saw today is that Nagelsmann is a very, very good coach. These guys are drilled. Some of the guys that they brought in and it took them time to adjust. I mean, uh, you mentioned Matthijs De Ligt there. Uh, he's an obvious one, are, are really coming into their own uh, now uh, at this stage and, and showing that, that they belong. Um, they've got a nice blend. and. And as you guys said, I mean, my man Eric Maxem Choupo-Moting, right? We 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 the media, we have this 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 massive need for for knee-jerk reactions, all right? So they weren't good at the start of the year, and everybody's like, oh, Lewandowski, what are they going to do? Can Sadio Mane score? Blah blah blah. And look, tonight there's no Lewandowski. He's in Barcelona. There's no Sadio Mane. He's on the bench, coming off an injury. And who's been delivering all those goals in Mane's absence? Eric Maxam Choupo-Moting, which, which kind of, I, I think, shows you a little bit that if you have the patterns of play, if you've got the quality, um, you don't necessarily need a Lewandowski or a Mane uh, up front. You can get away with having just a guy who's reliable and will put it in if you set it up for him. Frank? Yeah, I, that's crazy what just uh, uh, said Gab, you know, with the players that they have, you know. I realize that some players especially in Paris, were, were, not, um, um, were not accepted and decided to go away because they couldn't play. Coman, Choupo-Moting, 
Upamecano was born and raised in a suburb of Paris, you know. Those three players today just showed that they're good enough to play for Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich but su supposedly not good enough to play for Paris Saint-Germain. Hmm. There are some stuff that I don't understand in football anymore. So um, I, I don't get that. And how do you get good rid of those players who can serve so well another club? Who's better than them? I, I, was, I was just going to say, I think the PSG story is pretty much over for me. Mm. Yeah. The, the age of a lot of the players. Right. Uh, they had the chance under Tuchel, ironically, against Bayern. Couldn't get it done. I, I just don't... I see them on a downward spiral. Sure. And I think that's hard to pick that up in a short space of time. Sorry. Who's better? Than Bayern. Mm. I have to say nobody at the moment. I mean, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Like, well, no, because I think all facets of the game. I mean, would Man City outplay them with a the ball? Yeah. Doesn't mean they would beat them. Mm -hmm. Because they have their frailties. Yeah. Uh, Real Madrid. Real Madrid are just... <laughs> You're I mean, right. <laughs> we just don't see... We just don't see that swashbuckling second-half performance at Anfield yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of teams that aren't so I, picking, I, I, aren't they, in the Champions League yeah. at the moment? And Bayern are almost the exception to that, well, certainly from what we saw. But today. you just feel with Bayern that there's another gear for them to come when they need it. They, well, they're going to need it. If they want it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think at the moment the answer is probably they're looking the strongest unit from back to front all the way through the spine of the team. Frank, when Kylian Mbappe made that decision to stay at PSG, you said it was the right thing to do. You would applaud his commitment to the club instead of going to Real Madrid. With hindsight, was that a mistake? Uh, we'll, we'll see that at the end of his career because I don't know if he's going to leave or if he's going to stay, but uh, I think it was good for him to, 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 uh, to write history to the club. Uh, he would have signed for Real Madrid. He would have been one but he of hasn't, them. He hasn't, uh, well, well, he hasn't written any history. He's, he's the top well, goalscorer in the history he's been, of club. He's been a it. year. He's been a, yeah, but he's been a year, Dan. You know, I mean, if he stayed like two or three other years and they do something, you know, we, well, what are they going to do, Frank? Say, no. they, they're stuck with Messi. They're stuck they're with Neymar. They're only going to get worse. And it, it's, it, it's just a downward he's, he's only going to get more frustrated, Frank. I agree, I agree with you guys. You know, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say if I, w I was, I would be, I was him. Uh, if I were him, I will, I will, I will leave the club and sign for Real Madrid. But I think it's. Uh, I like the challenge. Is what I said la, la, last summer. I like the challenge that he wants to create and write history for the club. And I think it would be nice to to see that. It maybe takes more than a year. Maybe it takes two, three, four, five years. And um, Frank, really be but, so if, patient if, enough. If you were him now, Frank, know. you would still stay. You would say, like if Real Madrid came knocking in the summer and said, "Right, come on, let's get this done," you would say no. Uh, well, depending on what they want to do next season. What are they, they going to do, Frank? They, they can't do anything. They're stuck with Neymar till 2027. No, don't Messi's tell me they cannot do anything. No, no, no. They, 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 need to, they need to have a, a, a recruitment cell who can have good decision at some point, you know? So not just people who are already there, not maybe a general manager who works also for another club, maybe somebody dedicated to work <laughs> with Mbappe, around Mbappe. Why would Mbappe trust anything that's around him at the moment, given the circus that has developed over the last few years at PSG? I understand he wants to deliver something, he wants to change something. He's tried it for a year. It is a disaster. It's going downhill. No one surely would blame him for going to Real Madrid, Frank. 
No, but I agree with you. And we live in a world of emergency right now, you know, where something's good six months before it's not good anymore. But it's maybe, or it might be, a deep lover of Paris Saint-Germain and he wants to carry on and wants to be stubborn to maybe one day be successful with Paris Saint-Germain, which I, I wish him the, the, the most. But you're right. I think, I think it's what French people think as well in the, in the French television that uh, Messi is going to go to maybe Miami and, uh, and Mbappe is going to go to Real Madrid and that's going to be the end of it and maybe the end of Paris Saint-Germain. Can I, can I just say, <clears throat> regarding Mbappe, and Frank just said that, well, maybe he likes the challenge. Maybe he wants to write history. Wouldn't today have been a good moment to try to do that? Wouldn't that be sort of your position and your job? So to see killing Mbappe when the game was still there to be won, walking around, that's not how you write history. That's not how you have an impact. That's, how, that's not how you take on a challenge. The truth of the matter is that today, from what I could see, the last 30 minutes of the game, which again, everything was still on the balance, mm -hmm. Kylian Mbappe went missing. Lionel Messi went missing. That's the truth. It, uh, some people may have a different opinion. That's my observation. They went missing. That's not what your leaders, your history makers, the guys who take on challenges, that's not the way they should behave. If he loves Paris, fine, and but, France, fine. But let, let's be frank about it. He's at a team now that, have, that are further away than they have been in a long time for winning this competition. And nobody, nobody gives a stuff outside of... Paris about winning league on with PSG, Kylian Mbappe that is, right? So I don't know what the, the, the caveat is in staying there, apart from picking up a humongous wage and salary and being the top man. But listen, he can earn great money elsewhere, still be the top man, but be playing a more competitive side in a bigger league, having bigger exposure and really showing his worth outside of France, which we know he can do. So, you know, if he wants to stay in the circus, as you said, and you called it rightly so, then stay at the circus and play to the crowd. Mm. And if it's about your career, go. Right. But he should have gone in the summer. We said that because most of us could see this coming, yeah. what it was going to be. Uh, Gab, do you think he's played his last Champions League game for PSG? I mean, I don't know if I've been talking to the same people on, on French television who said that Mbappe is going to Real Madrid, but certainly um, that is what, what people are saying. Um, I think there's also school of thought, at least among some Real Madrid fans who are still very bitter about the way it ended last year, who are saying, well, wait, hang on a minute. Uh, is this where we want to put our money when, you know, maybe Erling Haaland might come into play? Um, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, he certainly, I think, he made a statement by staying. But as Ali said, this is where you have to make the difference. This is where you have to, this is where you have to deliver. And I'm really curious to see also what the reaction is going to be from the Paris Saint-Germain fans. Because, mm. you know, just as, as we could see him walking around the pitch, which is something we maybe allow Messi to do because he's 35 years old, been there, done that, and he's walked the last 10 years and won the Ballon d'Or and been the best player in the world. Um, but, you know, Mbappe, son, you're not Messi. 
um, you know, try to be the best Mbappe you can be and go out there and work and work for the team and, and work for Messi while you're out there. You know, you can work and score hat-tricks at the same time. Some of the greatest players in history, or some of the recent history anyway, have also been some of the most hardworking. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the letdown. I think he's going to have a long think about it. Uh, you asked me if he's going to stay. I'm still leaning towards him staying, but with all the uncertainty and stuff that's happening at the club, with the ownership, with Nasser, I, I, I think maybe it's 50-50. Uh, People, one second. Talk about walking about. People forget the World Cup finals, finals. Everybody remembers his late performance in the finals, his penalties. But people forget, we sat here and discussed how Didier Deschamps was allowing him to get away with a lack of defensive duties. Yeah. And others were covering them. And let's not forget, yeah, they were 2-0 down, but Olivier Giroud was basically dragged off so that he could go through the middle, Kylian Mbappe, because nobody was doing any work in the wide positions. And yeah, everybody talks about, oh, he almost got what his penalties and his performance at the end. Yes. But people forget, and a lot of the games in the World Cup, he just said to his teammates, hey, you do the uh, hard work, and when you get it, play the ball over the top to me. And France were okay with that, and it almost got them over the line. PSG, I don't know if they're okay with it, but it's certainly not getting them over the line. So it's not just the club he does it for. Mm. He does it for his country as well, because he thinks he's above having to graft like everybody else. So PSG out of the Champions League, Bayern Munich through to the next round for Bayern. This weekend, it's back to the domestic fight. Of course, level on points of Borussia Dortmund at the top of the Bundesliga table at the moment. Uh, they are in action on Saturday. They play host to Orgs, but all of these games, by the way, live on ESPN+. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. One other Champions League game today. You could argue who was worse, PSG or Spurs. I think you could lean towards Spurs. They were terrible, absolutely awful today. Gone with a whimper, down and drought, sickened. The big freeze, uh, just some of the back pages, spineless Spurs. 
Uh, this is what Conte had to say after that 1-0 defeat. In terms of history, these two clubs are on totally different levels. Milan won Serie A title last season, whereas we scrapped through by a miracle. If people think 13 to 14 months is enough to become competitive, then they are completely wrong. Well, why even bother? Why, why even bother? Why play? Why just let Milan through? They should, they, should, they should have put all the shutters down. Why take him? They should have put all the shutters down at Tottenham Stadium and the Tannoy PR, the public announcer should have come out an hour and a half before the game and said, don't bother coming in. Yeah, yep. 30 to 40 months is no time. Well, I tell you what, it's not just that. I wouldn't, if they offered me a season ticket and gave me money for it, I wouldn't want to go and watch them. Oh, dross. And I think it's a marriage that's going to come to an end, probably. Uh, and I think that would be the right thing because I just don't think he's happy there. Uh, and the club have spent money. We talked about this before. They have brought players in. Whether the players that he wanted or not, I can't answer that question. But he, I think the Tottenham fans have to be pretty sick of hearing, sick and fed up of hearing the same thing all the yeah. time. You know? Yeah. We know they're not Man City. We know they're not Liverpool of last year. We we, we understand that. But they should be a damn sight better than what they are. Yeah, Gab, it's something, isn't it? Especially a Milan side that haven't exactly been lighting up the league of this season coming into this clash, obviously. Fourth in the table, a mile behind Napoli. Why is Conte saying this? Well, and they're only fourth because, of course, Juventus have that uh, points penalty. Uh, that doesn't on the help. Pitch, let's be very clear. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, on the pitch. They're actually they're they're actually fifth, and and Conte went further. You know, he also said, speaking to uh, uh, to Italian television, to Amazon Prime, he said, um, "Well, you know, we lost this tie in the first leg in Milan." Uh, no, 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 you didn't. You didn't. You lost 1-0 in Milan. By the way, Milan, when you know, uh, which is when he was unwell and then he went away. You didn't lose this tie. You went a goal down, and then you play the entire you know, 90 minutes at home, except really for injury time and that, that, that Harry Kane chance. Um, I don't know, as if it was tied or as if you were leading. If you had turned on the television and you didn't know what the aggregate score was, you'd be thinking, oh, look, Spurs are controlling the game. Oh, how nice. They're, they're trying to add more goals. You never <laughs> know that they were a goal down. And, uh, you know, you can put that on the players, but at some point, that's got to be on the management team as well. They were Here, horrible, horrible today. They are. And I think, that to me, when I, when I read what Antonio Conte is saying, my question to him is, what does the history of Milan, what does Gullit, Reichard, yeah. Van Basten, Varese, Arrigo Saki, what does that, what does that have to do with you and your team not even scaring the Milan goal, not even pressing the Milan goal, not even just, just dumping balls into the box and hoping that something happens off of a rebound. No threat whatsoever, no life to your performance. The history of Spurs, or lack thereof, has nothing to do with the performance. So you can hide behind that if you want to in that comfortable blanket, because I guess uh, at some point that feels good to you, but it doesn't excuse the inability of this team to get anybody excited. The fans must have shown up today hoping yeah. to find a reason to believe. And 10 minutes in, they're probably like, oh, no. Food off at halftime, food at the end. This is the same that we have, we have seen and we continue to see. And then your manager comes out and says, look, history tells us yeah. this wasn't going to work out. It, it is not the job of a manager 
to take the hope away from your own fans. And this is what this guy continues to do with what he says to the press, but also by the way that his team plays. What about the history of Sheffield United? The history of Wolves, of course, the two teams that beat Spurs leading up to this time. Three games now without a goal. He's got to go, isn't he? I mean, Sheffield United, and we just talked about this, took two, two games to get past 50 at Wrexham. Yeah. But by the way, in the, the second, in the replay, uh, Sheffield United played the strongest team and Wrexham made, I think, seven or eight changes. And it, went, and it took a missed penalty from Paul Mullen. Uh, for Sheffield United to get through. That's how poor they've... And, and I get it, they're second in the championship at the moment. They're seven points clear, but they're going to come straight back down if they go up. It, 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 it's quite frankly, it's not just the result, it's the performances and it's, it's the constant whinging. But again, a bit like PSG, it's not a surprise. Yeah. It's not a surprise. This is what Conte yeah. does. And every now and again it's successful when he gets a bit of cash and a bit of dough at Chelsea and into Milan and he's allowed any coaches and it's the right time and all that. But at Tottenham, it's just not happening. Frank, it's interesting. We were talking during the game and obviously the holy grail for Spurs is finishing in the top four, booking a place in the Champions League. What's the point, what's the point when you do this? Well, the guy is just trying to upset everybody, you know, and he's <laughs> sending a message of, in fact... Why did you take me knowing or me knowing that, in fact, nothing would happen because you are not good enough? Because you have no history, because I know that I cannot change anything and it's becoming a circus. So I, that guy, I think, has to go because I think the fans are going to be very upset. I have a question for you guys. If it's a circus at Tottenham... If you accept that uh, Mbappe can go from to Paris, just from yeah. Paris somewhere else, what do you think about Harry Kane? You know that fantastic striker staying at Spurs. Is that normal that the guy wants to stay? Frank, That's you're seeing it as up if we're all going to defend him. We've had this discussion, of course, oh, a lot. On and listen, I'll give it to you. Spurs are not serial winners of anything, but. You know, I think, at least from a fan-based point of view, there's a bit of hope there when, when one of your managers in recent years is taking you to a Champions League final. Asking you to perform, as Gab said, at home when you're 1-0 down in a little bit more of a positive manner, getting at least the crowd behind you, even if you, even if you don't get the victory. Yeah. But the, the support, 60,000, whatever that stadium holds, they walk away and say, man, we gave it a go there. A little bit unlucky, better finish. But they walk away again and they say, another tepid, boring stale pedestrian performance and it's it's just i think there's just one too many so i i have no idea what they're going to do uh, at that club in terms of the manager but i just yeah and they might get in the top four they might get in the top four with antonio conte and but fair play the but then what's wh what where's that road going to lead to we're we're a long way removed from the preseason, when these players were asked to run 100 <laughs> yards this way and yeah. back that way and this way and that was uh -huh. supposed to be yeah what was going to make a difference for this team that in key moments, in moments where they needed to test their toughness, they were going to be able to come through because of what they learned by running a 100-yard sprint. That's not how it works. Gav, let's talk about Milan then, shall we? How did they get this done? Um, well, I think, I mean, look, they, Milan played very well. Uh, and over the, over the two legs, they, they, they created the majority of, of, of opportunities. Um, but... I don't think they played like Milan, and I am definitely in the minority. Um, when they had that bad run, Pioli switched to, to the back three. They became, I think, 
palpably uh, more defensive. It also coincided with, with Ben Asser getting injured. Um, and they started getting better results right up until the weekend when they lost to Fiorentina. And I don't think it's the right way of playing, but it was certainly the right way of playing uh, tonight. That, you know, that back three, I think, largely uh, untroubled. You know, and further up the pitch, yeah, this is this is a team with, you know, you don't know if Rafael Leao is staying or, or, or going, if he's going to sign his new deal, and, you know, Giroud's older, and Messias had, a, you know, a couple shots that looked like they went out for uh, for, for throw-ins, um, and, and all this stuff, but yet somehow... The spirit is right. You know, they make the right movements when they, when, when they need to make them, and, and they work hard for each other. And it's, it's very different from that, that much more intense Milan uh, we had last season. And, and it is the football Pioli tried to play this year, but, you know, the wheels came off in terms of results. So let's see if they're going to continue with this um, and, and how far they can go playing this way. Milan should have buried Tottenham in that second half. Yeah, they had so many chances. Milan, that, I think that would have been just with yeah. Tottenham's performance. Milan should have buried them in the second half. The chances it fell their way in the box. Tenali missed uh, yeah, a couple of easy chances. There was, there was two or three other ones. Uh, Origi so, hit the post. Origi hit the post. I mean, there was so many. You know, if Milan were clinical in this game in London, it, it could have been three or four. Honestly, it could have been. Finals in Istanbul, Gab. <laughs> yeah, Milan don't have great memories from Istanbul. The good news for Milan is, I think it's it's unlikely that uh, if they get to the final, they'll be facing Liverpool and uh, well, dredging yes, up that, all, that those, uh, all those memories. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's something to hang your hat on. That, you that's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a reminder. Oh, Jules is going to be so grumpy. Oh. He was the only one that went for PSG. The only one who went for PSG. Uh, you can check out the latest edition of the Gavin Jules podcast. It's a must listen, isn't it? Tomorrow, uh, that will be available. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, La Liga, of course, with you this week. And it all starts with Khalif against Getafe. It's an early start. Ali Moreno, on the, are you on the call for this one? Yes, I am. 8 a.m. Real Madrid against Espanyol. An early start there. Valencia against Osasuna, the late game. And then on Sunday, tests for Barcelona as the league leaders go and take on Athletic Club. Is it 3.30? Is it the, t- is it the clocks? Do the clocks change? Oh, there we go. Well, it's, just, it's 3.30. It's, it's, I, know, I know, but I'm just thinking, well, why isn't it 2.30? Well, but then the clocks obviously change. Well, whenever you somewhere. think, then that's when 
if things go wrong. Uh, there we go. A number of Spanish teams, of course, in action on Thursday in the Europa League, including Real Sociedad away against Roma, Sevilla against Fenerbahce, and of course, it's Manchester United against Real Betis. Now, speaking ahead of that tie, Ten Hag and Marcus Rashford were asked about Bruno. I love playing with Bruno, as you can imagine. Um, I think for for a forward, you know, like me, he he's he's a perfect player to, to play with. Um, you know, I think he's 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 been a good leader for us, even when he's not been uh, captain, which is always a good sign. He's he's helped other players become better leaders, and the reality of it is, we can't be a well-organized team with just one leader being the captain. Um, so he's, he's he's done a lot for us in in terms of bringing his leadership skills in, and that was from the moment that he arrived. Um, so yeah, I don't have anything negative to say about Bruno. I think he's playing a brilliant season, and he's um, a really important role. Uh, why we are in the position where we are, uh, because he's giving energy to the team. Uh, he's uh, not only running a lot and in the highest intensity, but also in the right way in the right direction and he's pointing and coaching plays he's, um, he's an inspirator for the whole team and yeah uh, but no one is perfect everyone has his mistakes and everyone has to learn I have to learn and he will learn as well because he's intelligent and uh, so but I'm really happy to have Bruno Fernandes in my team and I'm really happy uh, that Bruno Fernandes uh, if is uh, Harry not on the pitch he's our captain it's interesting when they chose to play these clips. I was like, well, what else are they going to say? What else is Ten Hag going to come out and, and say about Bruno? And what is Rashford going to well, say? Well, you're not going to ask Marcus Rashford at a press conference and he's, he's going to say, actually, he's a pain in the butt. <laughs> OK. So, I can't stand him. Because Marcus Rashford... Is... If, he, if he did think he was a pain in the butt, would he still be saying these things publicly or would there be a kind of different... I, 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 think, I think sometimes from the outside we see him as a bit of a nuisance on the field. Yeah. I think internally, my experience is with players like that is that generally that everybody will get along fine. I think from Rashford's perspective, he's clearly been a benefactor of some of Bruno Fernandes's clever uh, you know, early balls over the top in his vision. There is no doubt he let himself down badly at the weekend, but he wasn't alone. Mm. There's also no doubt he's a very good footballer and he's having a, a good season. I think us on the outside can look at me and say, you know, if I was playing, I'd want it. But I think from internally, yeah. you know, everybody seems to be happy with him. If he performed like that every week, and has these little moments of pushing a, re pushing a line, an assistant, or not tracking back, or being even more petulant than normal, then that's a problem. Right. But every now and again, you can handle it. Frank, you have been critical of Bruno more than most. Would you, would you still appreciate him as a teammate uh, as opposed to looking, as Craig said, on the outside in at all his antics? Could you appreciate more if he was in your team? Yes, no doubt. Because I always said that he's a great player. I just showed it the, the years before. I don't think he has a great season. He had a great season so far. I mean, he's been struggling, you know, like all the t his teammates uh, in, uh, before the World Cup. Uh, but he's been good since uh, uh, and, and after the World Cup. And, uh, and uh, of course, his vision, his talent, he, he, he has something special. I don't like his behavior. That's the only thing I have to, uh, 
I have to admit and say about but him. If, if he was the on your team, again, would you talk to him about his behaviour, Frank? Oh, yes. Or like I would Rashford, say, you know, would you appreciate, you know, you know, it just comes with the territory? No, no, I would, co I would come to the dressing room and say, listen, you, know, you have to do something, you know. You, you can create trouble, you can fake too much, uh, you try to be in the middle of the fight, let the big guy, you know, do the fight, because you're not good enough, strong enough to do so. So get away from the troubles, just think about your game because you're so talented, you don't need that to be in the, in the frame on TV. So um, that's what I would tell him, because he's not... He shouldn't be the mean guy. He should be the nice, talented player. And it's what he's been when he's first signed for Manchester United. Uh, meanwhile, of course, Sporting take on Arsenal. Gab, how seriously are Arsenal going to take this? Well, maybe I should change that. Why would they take this seriously? Yeah, so if, if you look so far about, uh, you know, at the players that, uh, that Arteta has used in, in the group stages... Um, he's rotated. He's rotated very heavily in, in most of the positions. Uh, I think it's a rational thing to do. It's, it's, it's what I would do. I, I don't know what Arteta is actually going to do um, on the night. But, uh, you know, this is not, this is a squad, a squad that certainly got deeper with the additions of, 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 of Trossard and, Jor and Jorginho and Kivior and whatnot. But, um, you know, you're a couple injuries away from really being stretched. So you don't really need these games. Uh, I'd be very surprised if uh, if we saw the strongest eleven. I would assume you know you would see certainly six or seven players uh, going in there. You know maybe guys like uh, like Smith Rowe. Um, maybe we'll find to see Kivior. Maybe Rob Holding. Maybe you know guys of that of that nature. Because Kieran Tierney, I would assume certainly Tomiyasu. Uh, because frankly, you know, you don't need this right now. It's it's hard enough, and this is also not only is this a young team that's not used to being in a title fight. Uh, this is a young team that's not used to competing and going deep on several fronts at the same time. So I would assume it's going to be more of the same. What about the argument winning is a habit? You've got to keep it going. You can't just throw away these sort of games because then that could have a knock-on effect. Who said that? I don't know, Craig. I'm trying <laughs> to find a different angle. Because like, if I was Arsenal, I would just be like, I don't want anything to do with this stupid competition. I, don't I think, need to focus on the league. I don't think it'll affect them. I think they'll do exactly... Uh, they think exactly what Gab said. They make some sensible changes, maybe even Vieira as well. Vieira as well. He has had a bit of game time recently, but not much. So they'll play their fringe players, and I think that would be the sensible thing to do because if you play a stronger squad, right? If you play your strongest team and you pick up two or three injuries, and they've already had injuries to Alexi Partey and one or two others, then you come in for even more criticism. So unfortunately, this competition for them in previous years has had its importance. This year, because of their position in the Premier League, I'm afraid it's a way down the pecking order. I'm sorry for calling it a stupid competition. <laughs> the conference but are you really? The Conference League, however, is oh. also underway oh. on a Thursday. Uh, a full range of fixtures for you. Uh, there they are in all their glory, including... Oh, I'm trying to pick one. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the last one. Go for the last I'm one. I'm going to Lamnica West Ham. I mean, I've got that in Merida. Oh, there you go. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> oh, elitist. Elitist, the SBL FC. Just don't care about the Conference League. Great. We, we do care about the Champions League, though. Of course, PSG out after losing 2-0 away against Bayern. And not only do we care about the competition, we care about Jules' well-being. Mm. Uh, at the end of this, seeing his beloved PSG once again eliminated <laughs> in the round of 16, once again going out with a whimper, once again Messi and Mbappe walking around. 
Good evening, Joe. Hey. Hey. Thank you. That's what friends are for, you know. Thank you for your support and your love. What was the chances of, of Joe's actually answering the phone and switching the camera on tonight? I know. Fair play, isn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 I know. True professional. Yeah, very much so. Needs the money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, Jules. Rant and rave. You know, I'm not even angry anymore. You know, oh, being no. educated it's like again a, it's like tonight. A parent. No, no. <laughs> Switch off, switch off. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm disappointed. It's just a game that I think from the first half, certainly you can have regrets because you were on top, you were, you were the better side in the first four or five minutes, you should have scored. I mean, I still don't know how Vitinha can miss the chance that he has because there's so many options to him. I think maybe he rushes it and then he's shot in the end. He's, he's rubbish and Delirte has the time to come back and clear off the line. I still don't know how that doesn't go in, but... After that, the first 45 minutes were encouraging. The problem is, part of me also knew that I, I, I had big doubts that the second half could be as good, and, and it was nowhere near as good. And that's the problem. Variety gives the goal away. Like, you shouldn't be giving at this level. And again, we go back to the same old story with the same mistake, where you don't take your chances, where you give goals away to the opposition. Donnarumma with Benzema at Real Madrid. Last year, it will be a year tomorrow. All those kind of... I kind of step, it can't happen at that level. You know, Variety, you could say, yeah, of course, he'd been good at times for PSG, but tonight that was, that was, that was just the wrong, the, the mistake at the wrong time. And, and then they lost their way in that second half completely. Bayern, I think, stepped up a little bit. Uh, and it became, it became too hard for them. They still had chances. Sergio Ramos has a couple of good headers. But overall, you got beaten by a team that over the two legs probably deserves to go through and you don't. Yeah, you've got injuries, of course, and that's the message that Christophe Galtier had at the end. I don't care. I could not care less, Christophe Galtier, about injuries, players missing. You should have done better and you didn't do a good job and you failed. He failed, the club failed, the players failed again. Hmm, they're not being angry. Yeah, yeah. Narrative. I'm okay. I'm okay, guys. I'm okay. <laughs> Jules is uh, at the game. Save, save some for the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Jules, is it over for PSG and this project? I think there are... Circumstances for Galtier, and I give him that. He's, he's, again, he kept repeating it after the game in his press conference. You know, I lost three centre-backs in the last two games, which is true. And, you know, I think it's, it's a challenge. And again, tonight, you lose Marquinhos. Well, we knew he was not fully fit because of his rib injury. Then you lose Mukiele. We knew he was not fully fit before kickoff as well because he had an injury three weeks ago. You've got Hakimi playing. He hasn't played since the first leg. He's got loads of issues off the field as well to sort out. So I know this is not ideal and this would not be ideal for any manager. However, we've seen enough now of Galtier to know that he's not the right guy for this project, that you need someone like a Ten Hag, like an Arteta with a, with, with a proper philosophy who's going to overlook the overhaul of this squad. And this squad needs a lot of work on. It needs a lot of rebuilding. But for that, for that rebuilding, to bring the right players in at the right age, with the right experience, with the right background, you need the right manager. And right now, Galtier is not this manager. He's not the right manager. He's a good manager. He's a decent man. He's good. He's not good enough for this level. Oh, it's never the right manager, ever, uh, Jules. Uh, before I get you, let you go, what was the experience like to be there and witness that in person? What a lovely treat. Lovely treat. I've been I've been in this seat again many many times before, and this time what was a bit different is that there was quite a lot of optimism. I saw people from the club before kickoff. They were quite optimistic. You know the French journalists were quite optimistic. L'Equipe tone this morning is quite optimistic. 
the players were quite optimistic. So I became quite optimistic going into this lovely stadium. But you know what? Bayern's fearing Kylian and Kylian feeling that this could be a good time. And, and, and no. And again, it's the same story where you auto-eliminate yourself or you shoot yourself in the foot again that we've seen so many times. And yeah, and yeah. But it was, it was, you know, it's always a good trip to go to Munich. Yeah, yeah, you keep telling yourself that. Jules, last question. Is that Kylian Mbappe's last game for PSG in the Champions League? It depends the way you see it. If you listen to him after Saturday, so obviously this is before this big disappointment. When he, break the, when he broke the record, he said, you know, I want, I'm happy here. I want to win. We know how much it would mean for him to win the Champions League in Paris, of course, for, because it's his hometown, his home club, all that narrative. I get it. Tonight after the game, he said, well, this is our maximum and this is what our maximum looks like. And clearly meaning this is not, this is not good enough. I mean, come on, this is rubbish. So I think he will, he will be in between, between now and the end of the season. He might want to go at the end of the season. He's got another year left on his contract. I think PSG will say, we're not opening the door. You're staying regardless. And if you show him the right signs in the summer of who you're going to go for, who, who you're going to sign, who potentially you're going to sign, again, if the question of the manager is, sort, is sorted out, then, he, he, yeah, he will, he will stay and, and his mindset might be a positive one. But right now, for him, for him chasing again the Champions League and again facing another disappointment, it would be a hard one to take for sure. Does it say Bayern over your bed, Jules? That'd be brilliant if they were trolling you in the hotel. <laughs> it says Munich, yeah, Munchen. Uh, <laughs> Munchen. You can't make this uh, shizzle up. You can't make it up. Uh, great stuff. Thank you very much, Jules. Uh, much appreciated. Of course, Jules back with Gab uh, tomorrow on the latest edition of the Gab and Jules <coughs> podcast. Uh, that'll be available to download on the website. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. FA Cup quarterfinals, of course, coming up next weekend. Manchester City take on Burnley on the Saturday, and it's Sheffield United against Blackburn, Brighton against Grimsby, and Manchester United play host to Fulham. Meanwhile, the summer is all about the Women's World Cup. It kicks off July the 20th across New Zealand and Australia, and I think it's fair to say never have we had a more open competition looking ahead to this clash of the Giants. England and the US are the favourites to go all the way and win the World Cup. As we welcome in Alexis Nunes, and in honour of International Women's Day, we've relieved Shaka Hislop of his power ranking duties, Alexis, and given you the task to give us your International Women's Power Rankings looking ahead to the World Cup. 
Yeah, Dan, it's an absolute honor. I know Shaka is hard to take over from, but honestly, I it's my time now. It's my time now. But in at number five, <laughs> I know this is a shock. Oh, this is bias, Alexis. Come on, Dan. This is the second time we have qualified for the World Cup. Something that the men have yet to do, believe it or not. And it truly is against all odds. They're still being funded by the Bob Marley Foundation, which is headed by Bob Marley's daughter, Sadella Marley. I mean, and now we've got, I think, a more experienced team. I know we are in the toughest group with France and Brazil there. But honestly, we have a striker by the name of Khadija Bunny Shaw. She's been tearing it up so far in the WSL. So I'm putting Jamaica there at number five. Number four, definitely Spain, because let's be honest, when they tick and they play that beautiful football, I mean, the world should be their oyster. The thing that was missing, I think, from them last year when we watched them in the Euros was just a proven goal scorer. We know that they had to do it without Alexia Puteas. We will see what kind of Alexia Puteas we do get if we do even get her at the World Cup this summer. But let's be honest, she is 100% that girl. She's the Messi or the Ronaldo of the women's game. How many times has she won the Ballon d'Or? Any team with her is definitely a contender. Number three, though, I put Germany because we hear this time and time again, well-oiled machine, and that's exactly what the German women are. They went through a, a tough time preparing for the Euros last year, and yet they still managed to make it to the final. And I think that that final loss really did hurt them. I think they're going to be coming back for a vengeance to go deep into this tournament. And they've just got some unbelievable players like Lena Magul and Lena Oberdorf as well, who has absolutely been probably the most promising talent I think I have seen. She's already acting like a captain and she's still so young so germany come on we can never count out the germans can we in any world cup and in at number two shock i know this oh. might shock some people i've gone for the u.s women's national team at number two yes they're the defending champions yes they're the usa yes we know all the star power that they have but i really think the one team that has st stolen some of their thunder i suppose in the last couple of months has to be my team at number one, and it is the Lionesses of England because yes. I did see these two face off in October here at Wembley. And I remember saying to myself after covering the Lionesses and knowing that they won the Euros, I say, now comes a real challenge. They're up against the USA. They are the standard that you measure yourself against. And they've passed with flying colors. I think it actually shocks a lot of people how not easy the usa of course made it difficult but how they dealt with them you know in such a good way and this lionesses team is just from top to bottom immaculate i have to say you know they've dealt with a number of big name retirements like jill scott and ellen white who's their all-time leading goal scorer and nobody's really been that worried because the conveyor belt that we saw coming up with the likes of alessia russo who is just an absolute proven goal scorer and she brings that flair almost that cristiano ronaldo like flair everyone is so confident in them and they also have the queen serena vigman up there i mean she knows what to do to win she has won the euros twice you know with her home country the netherlands and then with the lionesses and now she's going to march them into the world cup i think she definitely as well is their secret weapon so that's my power rankings i'm going with the lionesses as the team to beat this summer in new zealand and australia what could possibly go wrong eh, alexis <laughs> of course that that is in july but of course, we know, we know between now and then, you're going to be traveling all over the place. Your Insta is quite something. You could be in Bristol, you could be in Madrid, you could be in Wrexham. <laughs> Where does tomorrow oh, take you?
I love me some Wrexham. I was saying, I know. I mean, we've been all over. I'm looking forward to the to the um, to that FA Cup clash. Of course, it's uh, got a lot more eyes on it. But so far, I think there's a little thing called El Clasico coming up next week, and then the Women's Clasico the week after. So that's where our eyes are at for sure, Dan. And what about tomorrow, Alexis? Where are you tomorrow? Tomorrow, I'm still sticking here in London, but we have some very exciting stuff coming up um, for ESPN. We actually get to speak one-on-one -on -one with that woman right there, Alessia Russo, the 24-year-old lioness who has been tearing it up. I mean, we have a great sit-down panel in honor of International Women's Day to just talk to her about what life's been like since they lifted the Euro trophy and since she's also been at the center of what was a very heated transfer battle, I would say, between her current club, which is Manchester United, and Arsenal. She was at the center of a, what would have been a world record fee of £500,000, but Manchester United rejected Arsenal's bids not once, but twice. And you can't really blame them. They're at the top of the WSL right now. Russo is absolutely key to them probably getting the title this year as many are expecting she scored a hat trick at the weekend up against Leicester so we're going to talk to her fresh off of that because um, she probably is the hottest commodity right now I would say in women's football Alexis enjoy yourself thank you very much much appreciated well more on Russo's hat trick that we saw at the weekend as Alexis said against uh, Leicester uh, on a review of what we saw in the Super League over on the website be sure to check it out uh, that is it then that brings us to the end of today's show be sure to stay tuned though extra time uh, is next Craig and Ali of course with us uh, Frank uh, back with us to answer your questions as well and Gap oh, oh everyone's back on the ball as usual well yeah there we go so the clocks go back apparently when Saturday. Do they go back in Europe or here, Pete? Oh, they go forward here. Yeah. Oh, on yeah. the ball as usual. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. Oh, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks in Europe. Then oh, I'd have fun. You're on it, Dan. Hello, What's... welcome to Extra Time. <laughs> See, full uh, back, spring here. forward. Frank, I was thinking today with your Marseille ways. Who do you support when PSG are playing in the Champions League? Oh, no, 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 I support a French team, so I support Paris Saint-Germain. There is no, I've never been a fan, you know, I've always been a lover of football, and oh, I was a professional soccer play, wow, football how player. romantic. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I, 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 I follow Paris, you know, I was 20, 21 years old when I almost signed for Paris Saint-Germain. So mm. it's not because I was born in Marseille, uh, I, I, was, I would have been capable of playing for Paris Saint-Germain. No, no problem whatsoever. I, I like the club, so. No it's like problem. watching the game today. Does it make a difference if PSG or Bayern go through? No. Does it make a difference if Spurs or Milan go through? No. You know. Are you a lover of football like Frank? Oh, very much so. <laughs> I certainly don't support any teams, for sure. Uh, and have you been, Gab? I feel it's been a while since we've had a chance to chat. Uh, I've been good. I've been good. I, 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 went, to, uh, I went to Egypt. Um, oh. uh, over ski break, obviously been ski in Egypt, um, mm. but uh, had a lovely time. Yes. Did you go scuba diving in the Red Sea? Oh, very shark infested. No, actually, Craig, this was all about luxury, uh, about luxor, and all about leisure, uh, but also culture. So we went to luxor, saw the oh. temples, the Valley of the Kings. No. Um, there's no crocodiles. Ramesses the Nile, Pharaoh. By the way. I used to go all the time to Egypt. 
There we go. Good. And my wife wanted to go up and see the pyramids and all yeah. that nonsense. No. And did you go? <laughs> no. No, I didn't think <laughs> no. of it. No, no, exactly. Too busy. <laughs> Come too busy. on. <laughs> Cairo. <laughs> Holy smokes. About 21 billion yeah, people. Yeah, you have to go. <laughs> oh. Amazing. Oh, you didn't go to the Gizi, Gizi uh, uh, pyramids, Craig? You didn't see? I, I have was a tattoo of uh, Ramis. Ra yeah. I was scuba diving, Frank. That's where I learned to scuba dive. That's quite a sight, oh you scuba God. diving. I did my paddy course and I learned to scuba dive over there. I used to go out in the boats, oh. diving boats, and dive shipwrecks. Oh, wow. Hello. And that was brilliant. But you in a wetsuit, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you tried I'm it? Crazy. Oh, yeah, I done it. No, I'm I don't like swimming very much. I tell you what, the first time you go down, the first yeah. time you ever do it, you go, have you ever done it? No, I have first not. First time you go down with the breathing apparatus, yes. straight back up, you have a panic up. Yeah, I takes would. a long, takes a while. Yeah, I'd be, be scaring me. I don't like, I don't like swimming that much. You don't <laughs> swim. You don't swim. No, but you have to be comfortable in the water. You right? have a buoyancy jacket, and you get, you learn how to be buoyant, right? Neutrally buoyant. Okay. You dope. Well, no, I get that, but you still have to interact with the water. Which anyway, enjoy. long after I stopped doing it, yes. uh, unfortunately, there was quite a few incidents in that area with yes. sharks. Oh, and they missed you? None around when I was swimming. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> They're chasing you. Okay, right, go on, this is a soccer show. Come on, talk oh. about soccer. Oh, sorry. Uh, for all, PSG are better without Neymar. Didn't last long, did it, Frank? Well, it could have been worse, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's true that um, he, he proved us wrong, you know, that uh, they can't cop uh, even without uh, Neymar. Uh, but I think it's really a, a mentality, and um, and we are everybody talking about, you know, for example, uh, Mbappe leaving, but not making any self-critical comments about about his behavior today. Uh, it seems to be only about, you know, the fact they lost. But uh, Ali mentioned during the show that the guy for the last 30 minutes didn't run. Maybe one day he will find a coach who's going to say, are you kidding us? You know, when are you going to start running? When we lose I the ball? I thought Gautier was supposed to be, uh, your mate was supposed to be the strict one, bringing it. Yeah. No messing. Ah, oh, we'll see. I don't know if it's going to happen one day, you know. We'll see that, you know. But well, it's a bit uh, late now. <laughs> Maybe Zidane, next season. Was, is Zidane going to take the job now, Frank? Oh, well, I know that, but I won't tell you because I talked to Zizou like three days ago. But uh, I know what's going to happen. Um, well, it was mostly about Chelsea, in fact. Wow. <laughs> nah, don't give us wow. that. Wow. wow. How punchable Ooh. is Frank's face right now? Nah. <laughs> it's right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I spoke to Zidane. He rang Zidane and Zidane never picked the phone up. <laughs> he went, bloody a little well, That's yeah. not true. You know what? You know what, guy? We texted each other first. We didn't talk to each other. We texted uh, each other. And I'm going to keep, keep the answer to you, Craig. Well, you know, maybe a year from now, I'm going to show to the world that I'm not lying. So he's going to go to Chelsea. <laughs> because why else would that would be the thing that would prove it, Frank? Excuse me? He's going to Chelsea then. Oh, maybe, maybe not. You know, what, again, I, can't wait. I will prove this you months, that I knew the answer. <laughs> I, I will prove you that I knew the answer uh, because he, he just tell, told me, but uh, he didn't say. I didn't say if he was going or not. We'll see. But he's he's not going to PSG because Frank in the show told us that Gaultier is not going anywhere. Oh yes. So Frank has already given us the answer about PSG, and oh. he's only spoken about Chelsea. Oh. So wow. I'm just saying. At well, what that, point? That's just a thought. 
That's just a thought. That's not oh, that me yeah. defending Gatchia. <laughs> Frank's big mouth. <laughs> it's a trouble. Oh, bye-bye again. Bye-bye. <laughs> Craig, at what point is PSG's project with Neymar, Mbappe, Messi and all their other spending going to be considered a failure? No. <laughs> yeah. Today, yesterday, the day before, end of last year. Yep. That's it. Done. Yeah. Um, we talked about this, of course, a lot on the show. Uh, for all, which three players, Gav, I'll go with you for this, should PSG sign in order to win the Champions League next season? Me. Wow. Wait, they have to sign three players. Yes. Three players which who three? would instantly help them go and win the Champions League. Yes. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, Pedri, no. and... Yeah. Uh, Erling Haaland. Hey, yeah. oh. Chuck another striker in there. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. I wow. think that would increase their chances of winning the Champions League. There you go. Jude Bellingham would help. Oh. In the midfield. Yeah. You, uh, would you if you're Bellingham? Well, I, the question is who? No, no, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Jude Bellingham would yeah, go Bellingham too. as to who they would go. Yes. Right. Would make sense. Yeah. It's a whole new team. You can build around him. Fish, bash, bosh. Sokka Ramos is moving quick. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> you see the one in the first half when uh, uh, Kinsley Coleman started going and said Ramos was looking for help and there was no help and he's like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't make it, I can't get there. He's another guy that is done. Somewhere somewhere in Burlington, Stevie was shouting at a TV, I told you, yeah. <laughs> talking to himself, I told you, I told you Ramos. Uh, for Gab. Talking to the dog, I told him, I've told him a hundred times. For Gab, do you think Milan can one nil their way to the final? No. You know what? Like I said, I, I, I don't believe that this is the way they should be playing, although it's working. I don't think it's natural for them. But, but look, needs must. Maybe it's the way they need to be playing right now. Um, I don't think they're going to get to the final if they keep playing with this sort of defend and, and counter and, and back three um, way of playing because, you know, when you face much better teams, you play better. I, I just think it's really difficult to go and, and get to finals that way. Uh, but but you know what? I think Pioli's going to change it around I, I, if, if they're in that situation, if he thinks that's what he needs to do. Um, are they, you know, top to bottom good enough to get to the final? I think it's unlikely, but, you know, it's football. Anything can happen. There certainly are uh, four or five teams that I would put clearly one notch um, above them. And by the way, if I can go oh. back to this just for all my Napoli peeps out there, when you started, oh. you know, sort of spitballing, oh, what teams could be better than uh, than Bayern right now? Um, you know, is it, is it City? Uh, is it uh, Real Madrid? No mention, no suggestion of Napoli, perhaps? Didn't, well, they, lose, didn't they lose against right, Lazio? Well, it's over. Their season's done, isn't it, Gam? They've taken me off the ball. They yes, lost on Friday. Right. It's, it's over now. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> it's finished. <laughs> to be honest, Gab, I actually, yeah, I did actually forget about them. Oh, no. You're amazed. I'm not, but we have sat here and said for weeks now that nobody wants to play them because they're so dangerous. Oh, yeah. But they just slipped. Just proving proving what I needed was Don Hutchinson to be on here to go, yeah. Napoli! Osserman! Osserman! The Georgian boy! What about Chelsea? What about Chelsea? They're going to win the Champions League, Chelsea. All right, this all, right. Season. all right, Frank. All right. Then, okay, let's take right. Frank, the some We're having a serious conversation. For the four teams. Some smoke coming up behind you. The four teams oh, oh. already in the quarterfinals, Frank. 
Who would you consider to be the easiest potential draw? Bayern, Benfica, Chelsea or Milan? Give us the ranking. Mm. Ooh. Oh. Uh, Quicker. Well, I would say I would say Benfica. I would say Benfica. You know because um, um, even oh, yeah. if I think it's a very good yeah, why? team, I really want to hear know? this. <laughs> I would say Chelsea and Milan. Well, you know what? You have to pick Chelsea. a team. You angry. have to pick a team. Benfica are a good side. What? No, I'm not. Yeah, they are a good side, say. but they're all a good side, you know? You don't reach the quarterfinal of the Champions League being crap, you know? I never a seen Chelsea, that. Chelsea, 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 You've moaned all season about Chelsea. You've moaned all season. I know, Come I know, on. I know. And Chelsea were, you know, when they won the two previous Champions League. They were in the middle of nowhere. They changed the coach and they won the Champions League. Yeah, it's destiny, Frank. Destiny. He's trying to get himself. He's like a broken record. He's trying to bridge that broken gap. Oh yes, after he said between his his reputation and the supporters of Chelsea. Yes, Cucurella. He's trying to get. He's trying to get favoritism back from the supporters. Yes. What's the correct answer, Gab? Come on, Cook. Well, I actually think the correct answer. I mean, player. I I think it probably is. Milan or Chelsea, probably Milan, uh, in fact, just because of the way it's unfolding. Uh, the, the thing about Chelsea is they have nothing to play for in the league. They're not getting in the Champions League. They're not getting relegated. Uh, Potter could could go and, you know, he can go and play the Noni Madueques uh, weekend. We can play 11 Noni Madueques and Lewis Halls, if he likes, mm -hmm. in the league. It's not going to matter. Probably won't make any difference to him whether he comes back next season or not. So he can really focus on every single game um, in the Champions League and prepare for that. Uh, Pioli at Milan does not have that luxury. So that's why I would put uh, I would put Milan probably as the least dangerous, if you want to put uh, put it that way, of the four teams that have already qualified with Benfica um, a notch above those two and, and Bayern clear uh, above that. Clearly, with, clearly our, uh, our discussion yesterday about getting fresh blood in terms of the questioning right. has fallen on deaf ears in the filtering department. Oh, wow. There you are. But I, I mean, think a bit more effort, I would say. You were the only calling for fresh blood, weren't you? Um, have you a bit more effort behind the scenes, I think, would help. <laughs> Gab, have you ever switched allegiances in terms of club you support? I've had it with Spurs with great reluctance. I support <laughs> them still, but boy, are they a miserable club to support. Fair play. <laughs> you, you don't... You don't switch allegiances. It's these lows that make the highs, like, you know, winning the League Cups that, that Spurs win ever so often. It makes them that much sweeter. Simple Aww. as that. There you are. Beautiful. Imagine when you get to that point as a fan, when you're ready to turn the page on your own team. The team that you have supported, that you have fought against people and argued with people and said, no, this is the year that we're going to be yes. good. Antonio Conte is going to be the guy. And Harry Kane, and here we go, guys. And then... But Gav's a bit like, because <laughs> like, he supported the Cowboys, didn't he? And then he switched allegiance to the Eagles what? when he, no, when he went to school. No, stop it. I didn't. <laughs> what? I didn't. Stop it. <laughs> what? Who did you support when you were growing up? Nonsense is that. Actually, I didn't support anybody, but I had an uh, Ipswich Town. Because of George? And, and Mara's and... Uh -huh. right. 
and all these great players and yeah. to Bobby Robson. Okay. Great times. Yeah. That's kind of, I didn't support them. Right. I've never supported anybody. But oh. that's weird though, because every kid supports uh, football team, I mean. Never supported a But doesn't every kid support a team? Well, I'm a bit different. No. Well, yeah, no. no. <laughs> really? A little different, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just played. People used to say to me, you go and watch games. No, I was playing on a Saturday morning, sometimes a Saturday oh, afternoon. But like a, like seven-year-old, eight-year-old Burley. Playing, playing, kicking a ball about. Yeah, but there must have been this playground politics. Which team do you support? You can say anything then, couldn't you? Well, I don't know. Oh, and I loved Ipswich for the two Dutchmen. Oh, you won't okay. even know who they are. No, I wouldn't. No, you're, you're an ignoramus. Yeah, you, you go. You know. Franz Tyson and Aldo Muren. Oh, marvellous. Beautiful, good. You Dutch know, well, well, we know this, but yet another example as to how Craig is different. Yes. Not different. When he was talking about the pyramids, right? <laughs> History of the world. <laughs> yeah. That nonsense. Yeah. What? Well, that's, that's a given. That nonsense. That's a given. What? Well, I, went a bit, I, had to, I had to go and see some officials. Yeah, yeah. Scuba dive. Who did Baby Frank support? Oh, me? Uh, I'm, I'm with Craig. I'm a lover of football. I'm not a fan, oh, so... come on, <laughs> Frank. I, I followed a little bit Saint-Étienne at the time because they, were, they reached the uh, uh, former Champions League final in 76 against uh, um, uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, but after there was Bastia, there was um, even Marseille in 93. So I, I followed, you know, the best team in France, but I've never been crazy. I was more, let's say, the Dutch national team in between 74 and 78 because of Johan Cruyff, because of Johan right. Niskens and some others. I, lo I love that team uh, with my own national team, but that, that was it. That was it. I, I never, I love some players, but I never, Crazy supported any 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 team around, you know. I've never been like that. Gab, why did you choose Inter over Milan? Wow. What as a as a kid, you mean? Yeah. Uh, very simple. Um, Inter are the team from from Milan, uh, dating back to 1908, and um, uh, my my granddad was was an Inter fan. So simple as. Um, there wasn't really much much thought in it when I was a kid. There we go. Final question. <clears throat> Who wears a turtleneck better, Pioli or Frank? It's the same person, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Doppelganger. <laughs> He's my brother, we, haven't you in a, know. <laughs> we haven't seen you in a turtleneck for a while. It was when you were here in Connecticut, you wore it a lot. Yeah. Oh, it was just to... Uh, to annoy you, oh, <laughs> and oh. Craig. And oh, actually, everybody. I was thinking about no, wearing no. a turtleneck. Really? Yes. Well, it would cover the what? <laughs> the uh, growth. <laughs> the, uh, the beer. The, the beer. Five, the five o'clock show. The beer. The beer. Cover what? What? You're the, suggesting just I need the beer. To, <laughs> you need to get one <laughs> maybe a size up. <laughs> just the beer. Uh, Stevie getting into a turtleneck. No, 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 no. If I ever saw him, <laughs> oh, like no. a turtleneck with like a tweed jacket or something, oh, I don't know. Be magnificent. Oh, Form-fitting. Uh, that is it. We are done. Thank you very much, guys. ESPN FC back on your screens tomorrow. Manchester United, of course, taking on Real Betis, Arsenal and Sporting as well in the Europa League. We'll be reflecting on those games and a lot more. Brainstorm. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Microwave. Air conditioning. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash fc, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash fc now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash fc. 